Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another solo episode. I was really surprised to get so much positive feedback to the last few that I recorded. I kind of imagined that people were more into interviews, but I think actually in myself, I also find that I really like listening to people ramble and reflect on what's happening this year. So yeah, I'm happy that you seem to enjoy that too. Thank you so much for your feedback and your reviews and for reaching out. Um, so today I'm going to talk about how I'm just having a really long pyjama party by myself, which I like to think of as a very life-giving euphemism in 2020. I want to begin with some updates. So um, if you haven't heard yet, I'm offering weekly creative space sessions live on Zoom every Saturday through winter to patrons. So this is an hour where we begin by checking in, lighting a candle, making some tea, and then we just create something together. Some people write, sometimes people work with the journaling prompts that I offer, some people knit or sew. Um, you can do whatever you like. It's just about being together and kind of, you know, seeing some other human faces and having that little gentle accountability to be creative at the end of the week. So if you would like to join that, you can find the link to become a patron in the show notes and we would love to have you. There's no pressure to show up for all the sessions. It's really the idea is that you can drop into them whenever feels good for you and just utilize them as you wish. And there's a ton of other things that you get as a patron as well. For example, you get access to a year-long embodied magic program where you get a monthly ritual kit that's themed um, where you have um, tarot spreads and journaling prompts and recorded meditations and movement practices and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, you also get um, access to recordings of past workshops. For example, in at uh, the beginning of the year, I run one on tarot as a light in the dark. I also have some recorded zine making classes. Um, and then you get access to all my downloadable zines and my book, an ebook copy of rituals, simple and radical practices for enchantment in times of crisis. So it's a lot of stuff and I hope you will enjoy that and it really supports me and my work and keeping this going to have some patrons. So thank you. Okay, so one more update actually. Um, I sold a bunch of lino cuts this week. That was really fun. So um, it was my birthday on Tuesday and I have had this long repressed wish <laughs> to be an artist and work more with my hands and offer something to people that I can actually post to them and I think so far in my business that hasn't been possible because I haven't really had the living space to handle shipping and stock and all that but now that I'm much more rooted in Scotland and have my own place here it suddenly becomes possible and I have a little printing press which I gave myself to my birthday for my birthday um, it's not massive, it's just A4, but I really love it so much and I've been dancing yesterday and like just, you know, dancing in my underwear, making prints and it was super fun and I sold um, the first batch um, to raise money for the local food bank. It was a design that's called Made as Time Changes with a butterfly and black ink and that print run has now sold but I'm planning to make more next week and you can see windows available on instagram and probably first on my newsletter so if you want to know about that you can sign up for my newsletter at yaramagdalena.com it comes out of once a month so it's not too intense i hope 
Okay, I think that's it for updates. Ooh. Um, <sighs> yeah, so having a really long pyjama party by yourself, what does that mean? <laughs> um, I've been living alone through the pandemic and I've been more or less in isolation for eight months now and uh, yeah, it was when I first came back from Germany, I'd been helping my mom who's chronically ill move houses at the end of February and when I returned to the UK, I developed a fever so I went into isolation. I wasn't tested at the time because um, that wasn't a thing and um, so that's how, you know, I kind of had like a bit of a head start before lockdown um, with isolation and um, some restrictions have been loosened over the summer here in Scotland but if I'm really honest I haven't made use of them in some ways or in big ways at least. I have seen a few friends in August um, outside who were able to come from the city which was really cool and I am in a support bubble with two friends who live together locally here so we do get to see each other about once a week and otherwise I'm getting my food delivered which is I think just more of a thing in the UK um, than in other places but it's just normal supermarket food or food from um, local makers um, and they, they deliver and so yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's mostly been what I've been doing I've not been traveling or um, doing much I, I went to the city twice in this in the summer for um, going on distance walked with friends and that was really cool um, but otherwise I'm really just home and enjoying walks with my dogs and the landscape and being in the garden and it feels lonely sometimes of course and there's only so much we can get through calls with people or being on zoom and I'm also just obviously noticing myself that there's a limit to how much time I actually want to spend on screens I know many people feel that way and I really miss touch, I really miss just hugging people, I miss going to places where I know I'll meet lots of people. I'm not really at all a social butterfly, um, but you know, just just going to, I don't know, like a poetry reading or something um, with a friend and knowing that you'll maybe know another few people in the audience, I really miss that kind of thing and sitting closely next to other people in a restaurant or <sighs> yeah, running to running um, into someone in the street and hugging them. Those are things I think I'm really going to uh, treasure in the future. I also want to say that I am really super lucky in lots of ways. I have a home I really love. Um, I have lots of introvert training in my life. I feel like I've, I've been good at being inside all my life. I have two cute dogs and and I have a landscape that's accessible here to me. I'm not living in a city, I'm living in a town and I can walk 10 minutes and then I'm in the woods and by a river and a lake and on a clear day I can even see the sea in the distance and that feels really beautiful and spacious and so I think seeing the season change here also gives me a sense of time passing which um, is something that I have really need to kind of consciously hold on to this year think there's a lot of just losing track of time and missing things and being really forgetful and swimming in a sea of news and refreshing the feed and trying to pull away from that and having movement practices and reading books but it's not easy um, it's something that I think I really need to work towards too and then there's the uncertainty as well that's difficult to 
I this week I've been coming across a few new podcasts that I recently started listening to and really enjoy and I listened back to episodes that were recorded in spring in like March, April and just hearing people reflect on that time then made me remember how I was conceptualizing what was happening in spring and how you know there were all these ideas flying around of how we might have a vaccine in the summer or how there might not be a second wave by some kind of miracle or how we might deal with this for years and just go in and out of lockdowns and there's still so much that we don't know. As I'm recording this on the 12th of November, it looks good that we might have um, a vaccine early next year. But obviously it's going to take time to roll that out. And also I'm really worried that it's not going to be distributed in a way that's fair to everyone around the planet. So yeah, there still is a ton of uncertainty. And then there's also the sense that there is no way really to get back to normal. I think obviously we're realizing that the way we've been living isn't sustainable in lots of ways, but also a lot of things that we have taken for granted before all of this happened might just not be there anymore. I know a lot of small businesses have needed to close down permanently, which is heartbreaking. So some of the things that we have considered normal before the pandemic you know, we might not be able to return to. Lots of people have lost friends or family. Some people have long COVID and are still struggling with symptoms and might just really take more time to recover from that. And I think it's important to name that and allow for some grief around those things um, in a way that feels doable and accessible. Something around grief that I often talk about is making a little grief altar as a starting point in your home, maybe just like a candle in the corner of a windowsill or just like reading a poem in the moment in the morning to start the day and just making little pockets of space for feelings. Um, and yeah, I think that looks differently for everyone, of course, and feelings can be complicated and always easily accessible. But yeah, making space, I think, is really important. I'm also thinking about um, what it's going to look like when we do eventually transition out of lockdowns completely. So in the UK, England at the moment is in lockdown. Germany is in a light version of lockdown as well. I'm talking about Germany specifically because that's where I'm from and, and know more about than I know about other European countries. Um, but in Scotland, we have um, a five-tier system and where I live, we're currently in tier two, which isn't actually super restrictive, but um, I feel that I I don't need to make use of more freedoms right now in terms of, you know, what I need. The only thing I really was hoping to do is to be able to invite people that live in the city to go on walks with me. So I have a few friends who have cars and was hoping they might be able to visit to go on a distance walk, but they are actually in another zone and so they can't leave that zone. And so that's not happening but um yeah <laughs> that is a little rumble of where we are at um but anyway I'm thinking about what it's going to look like to transition out of that and obviously I don't have a timeline for that in mind but I just know myself like I am I am sometimes anxious and it really helps me to plan for things and think about how I can prepare and I really miss my family, for example, and if I'm imagining that maybe in spring I'll be able to go and see them, which would mean going to the city, to Edinburgh first, and then taking a train to London, then taking the Eurostat through the tunnel to Brussels, and then a train from Brussels to 
um, Hamburg, so it will be like a 20-hour trip, I think. And that really kind of freaks me out because um, there's a lot of traffic, it's a lot of changing modes of transportation, crossing many cities, and then all of a sudden seeing people that I haven't seen in a year and like really missing that and wanting that, but also kind of feeling a bit overwhelmed at the thought of that. And so, yeah, I'm thinking about what I actually want back in my life when, when this is over. And I think that's a really powerful question in a way to ask so much of <clears throat> what we consider just a normal part of our lives has been stripped away in a way and so it left like a blank space for us and I want to make sure that I'm not just mindlessly filling that back with stuff but that I'm really thinking about what feels good and what I do want to invite back into my life and I'm not clear on that at all I'm just you know just thinking out loud I guess and want to do some more journaling about that in the next coming weeks but I want to come back actually to thinking and talking about what it means to have a really long pyjama party by myself right now I think that expression just feels really sweet to me right now because the next few months that is the thing I know for sure that is certain and not going to be necessarily easy they're not going to be social I don't think that we'll have a vaccine very soon um, so I'm probably going to spend Christmas by myself, spend my birthday this week by myself and framing this as a really long pyjama party by myself has felt cute even though there's also of course some cynicism underneath that I guess but, but it's fun and I want to share a few things that on my pyjama party feel fun right now. I'm trying to imagine sometimes that I have an introvert battery that can be charged for the long term. So I'm just thinking back and all these moments in my life where I was like invited to a birthday party that felt really overwhelming or like in my 20s standing at an office party feeling super awkward or staying at a club when I used to do that kind of stuff um, and feeling really tired but feeling like I want to be a cool kid and stay up past midnight. And now looking back at that time and like giving my passive a hug from this moment in time where I have such an abundance of being in my pajamas at home and cuddling my dogs and just recharging and really healing that. And also imagining that maybe this time is going to build up a battery for a future time where I will want to be social again. I have a feeling that's not how it works and that I might not be able to store this kind of energy long term. But who knows? Let's see. I also really love the creative space sessions so much. Those were initially just a six-week program that was going to end last week and then I decided to keep going through winter because I know I enjoy them so much myself and it feels really good to be able to see other people and check in in a really low-energy way and then just make stuff together. I think making stuff always just makes me feel really good and like the printmaking this week that I've done was so delightful really um I also really love observing nature every day and really seeing the change of season and I think that's a beautiful thing to do regardless of where you live maybe if you're in a big city you can find one tree that you go to visit every day down the road and just see how it changes through the seasons um I love taking pictures I don't have a smartphone anymore well I do have a smartphone but I don't use it um it's just in my drawer and I have um 
yeah, I have like a, a boring Nokia button phone now. And then I, I got my old bridge camera out, which I haven't used in years because I had an iPhone 6 until this year and I kind of slowed down and then eventually wasn't working well anymore. And I was really thinking about whether or not I wanted to replace this. And A, I think smartphones are incredibly expensive and we just kind of take for granted that that's what they cost and they are made in conditions that aren't great I also get a sense that they're really not made to last so it's like actually I don't want to replace it and I got this Nokia phone which you know in an ethical sense I totally know isn't perfect either but it's an outdoor phone so it can fall down and I hope it's going to last me a really long time and I really I really found that I don't need to have a smartphone I'm listening to iPods on an uh, on to um podcast on an old iPod and then I use Instagram on my computer and my phone is just my phone for texting and sending voice messages and that's it that feels really relaxing and it's also allowed me to come back to my actual camera and just enjoying this process of taking pictures where I'm looking through the lens which is so different than looking at the screen I find just a way we engage I think with visual culture has changed through Instagram and through our phones so much and I want to kind of go back to the basics of, of image making. One idea I have for example is to take a series of pictures of the sky outside my window just taking the same angle every day at the same time and seeing how different the sky is each day and really kind of engaging with the depth and detail of that because that is something that is available to me from the inside and I think it also just speaks to the introversion of this time and it might be something cute to make into a zine at the end of it um, and to maybe make some notes layered with each picture each day. I'm not really sure yet, but that's what I'm thinking about. Um, I also really love reading secondhand books and asking everyone I love what their favorite books are and trying to kind of really widen my horizon in book reading. I will say that with that, I don't always have the depth of attention span to really, you know, read a book in a short period of time. I have a big stack on my bedside table at the moment and I kind of dip in and out of them on my pyjama party and I allow myself to just be realistic with my capacity to take stuff in. Um, and also questioning how much I fill that capacity in with being on Instagram, which might not actually be what I want to do. But I think yesterday, uh, sorry, last week with the election, for example, there was just so much refreshing the news and really noticing that I couldn't fully sit still with a book and really enjoy that, which is a shame and which is something I really want to reclaim. A really big part of my pyjama party is also watching Dawson's Creek, I'm excited to say, because... It's back on Netflix and fucking hell, it makes me so happy. It's absolutely ridiculous. It came out in Germany when I was about 13 and it was every Sunday in the afternoon there was a new episode. That was a time where you couldn't just binge on something. <laughs> and yeah, I really loved it. It really shaped my understanding of um, relationships and dating and what it was be, what it was going to be like to be an older teenager and... And now I look at it and I'm like, wow, like it's so dramatic and the acting is weird and like the things that feel so, so important and consuming to these characters are really 
in the greater scheme of life, you know, definitely still important. I don't want to deny in any way the teenage experience. And I think it's important and just part of life that we feel that way at that time. But wow, how much things shift, hey? And I think um, there's something really therapeutic in watching it now as an adult and seeing just a change of time. And it's funnily, this the coming out of Dawson's Creek on Netflix is also coinciding with my therapist having a six-week break. So I'm kind of telling myself that I'm watching Dawson's Creek as an alternative to being in therapy on Tuesday mornings, which is hilarious. But yeah, there's a lot to process there. And I think what I find comforting is just seeing that change really is possible. Like thinking now that I'm 35 about my 40s and 50s and how I will look back at this time and be like, oh, wow, like there's so much that I had no way of anticipating or even dreaming of, but it has changed. And that's so cool. Yeah, that <laughs> that's my little ramble and things that give me joy. But I want to ask you, like, how would you set your home up for a pajama party with friends? And can you set yourself up in that way just for yourself if you're isolating by yourself this winter? Um, is that maybe a fun way of framing it? I also really love reading uh, young adult novels. Um, there's a shop in Scotland called Categories Books, which is an amazing shop run by queers for queers and they sent me books I have a subscription where I get the surprise book each month and yeah that's you know maybe that's something that you can do and support your local bookshops that way maybe you also want to do some writing about what it will look like to transition transition back into normal life in air quotes and what you actually want to bring back in after your long pajama party um and yeah, what's what's important to you? What are you really missing? Um, I would love to hear if you want to share, maybe comment on Instagram or send me a message or something. I'm really interesting, interested in hearing how other people frame this time for themselves. And yeah, also looking towards the holidays. Um, I'm going to take three weeks off over Christmas and New Year's, which is really precious to me and it's not something I've ever done in the last five and a half years of running my business um, but it feels important because this year has been so intense and I really want to make sure that I get time with a really clear head to just kind of drop into my own space and reflect and process and maybe record the odd episode of me rumbling like this one um but not putting too much on my plate, which I know is a luxury, and I and I hope that everyone gets a chance to do that in some way as well. But if that means also that you might spend the holidays by yourself, is that maybe going to be a really big pyjama party? And is there anything that you can do right now to plan for that? Like maybe wish for a really great pyjama, or maybe something. This is, this is something I've done. I've rearranged my bookshelf by priority of reading, so that in times when I feel really tired, I can just kind of show up there and see all the books I want to reread in one row and feel excited about them, even if I might not immediately have the energy to actually do that. But those are things that I guess we do to keep ourselves busy, hey? Um, yeah, I think that is the end of my little ramble. I would love to have you at the creative uh, sessions on Saturdays, if you like, um, if you want to become a Patreon that would be sweet. Um, if not, that is totally okay as well. Maybe you want to leave a review. That would be also super sweet. And 
just come and say hi. That would be nice. I'm sending lots of love your way. Thank you.